0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Twitter. Hey, here he is.
2: What's up, Clark? It's uh, good to be back. It's good great to be here in the uh, city of rain right now.
1: Yeah. It's been a, a rainy
2: couple days.
1: I'm not quite sure the last time I I recall the sun. Recall seeing it. Maybe yes, maybe maybe a few days back here. Uh tomorrow I believe that sun'll be back.
2: Got here uh, 80. By uh, next Monday, this time next week it'll be in the 80s. Let's
1: see, let's get in so there. get your shorts out. Maybe yeah. go to a
2: tanning salon and uh, get your legs tanned a little bit.
1: I'm not going to make the mistake where I put away, where I put away the kids' winter coats again. I did it. I did it a couple weeks back, and then sure as shit, like the next day, temperature dropped, winter coats right back out.
2: So you're the reasoning for the cold.
3: You, yeah. You, you, you,
2: you were the one guy because you know it's a lot like uh, the groundhog seeing the shadow. If if everybody just left their stuff out till like July, it would be beautiful in May. Yeah, it would be. Um, this I is proven to... science.
1: Can I can I address the elephant in the room here? Like, are are you a little under the weather over there? You're sounding a little different there.
2: Really? No, no. I think I, I, I sound like a million damn dollars. You sound great.
1: You actually, you sound. I, it's it's a wonderful change. It's good, but it's it's subtle. I think maybe, maybe it's my maybe it's my earbud. I don't know.
2: Well, you know, listen. But when you're on the radio, you don't think those radio stations have compression um, that changes the, the sound of people's voice. Like, have you ever met like uh, somebody who's a, a radio star in person? They may sound a
1: little different.
2: You know. So you just add a little compression. It's okay. Yeah professional you know
1: yeah yeah i do okay fair oh well i i i like it do i get do i get the same sound as you
2: probably not no you know i'm uh this is all in-house my engineering staff here uh, okay really works to get things sounded good is it too much
1: no it's great i like it a lot i really honestly like i knew you had the modulator and you were going with it a bit there i didn't mean to call it out Shit, I left my rolly thing upstairs, and now you're... Oh, You've got the, well, the rolly thing. You are going to
2: lose some beads from the positivity John. No, I'm it's positive about it. it. <laughs> it's
1: okay to lose them up there. No, I, I honestly, I didn't think that's what it was. I thought, I thought you were under the weather a little bit. My bad. My bad. Well, I'm always under the weather. I mean, the weather is above me, Clark. It's raining. That's true. That's true. You know who we get to go up against today? I decided to run a little bit behind... 6:40 start time for the uh, yeah. the Chicago White Sox at the Chicago Cubs, and everybody gets all excited about that.
2: But they're playing baseball still, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're playing baseball.
2: Oh well, there's no need. To. There's no need for that.
1: No, no, there's not at all.
3: What's well,
2: the up? NFL draft happened this Woo. week, which is exciting. Woo! Yeah, it was. You know, the Bears made some good picks. The Bears made some bad picks. Uh, The Bears made some picks we don't know about. You know, who knows? Uh, But picks were made, and uh, we'll talk a little draft there today. Mm -hmm. We may even have a draft expert come by later. We'll see.
1: What's that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Great to hear. Shit. That's awesome.
2: How are you feeling about uh, Trenton Gill?
1: It seems fine. Why not?
2: Because I think I think I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Trenton Gill. What are you, are you googling? Who he is?
1: Yeah, he's one of the uh, he's one of those first couple picks. He's great. The Bears picked him in the draft.
2: Yeah, the big pickup because he's gonna he's gonna see a lot of playing time this year, which is uh, you know probably well hopefully.
1: Why do you why do you, not? I guess. Why do you think he's going to see a lot of playing time? Because he's a
2: punter, Clark. You know he's gonna he's gonna get out there and he's gonna punt the ball and. Uh, we're we're getting we're not going to be getting a lot of first downs. I don't suspect so.
1: Is it you know. just me, or why 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 wouldn't you suspect a lot of first downs?
2: Because we're not a very good team.
1: Player. Oh okay. Hmm. Yeah. I think there might not be a lot of first downs because the field position is going to be pretty great a lot this season. After all the interceptions, yeah, all of the uh, batted balls. It's gonna go great. Are we, the secondary of the Chicago Bears just improved so fucking much. I couldn't be more excited.
2: Well, they went from horrible to uh, potential. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how much they've improved until these guys play. Um, yep. You know, see how they are know. with the game I mean,
1: speed. I'm still happy with my with my Super Bowl winning pick. Uh, I've got a have got a bet on them. I'm still trusting that it's going to work out, and uh, we'll see we'll see how this all shakes out. I think. I think overall, without being very knowledgeable about things, I think the Bears had a fine draft. I enjoyed it a lot.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at the reviews of most credible sites, the Bears had a pretty bad draft. Um, And the, the general feeling is that, you know, that although the first two picks are good, you know, there's absolutely no help to a really bad offense. And that, that's where you want to start your build around. Um, I don't I don't think taking a cornerback and a safety in, in, with the two first-round picks is, is um, really that big of a deal. I mean, they're, they're positions of need. They're, they're things uh, that are going to help us in the long term. I found the third-round pick to be outrageous.
1: Yeah, uh, I've seen you. You've just been lighting him up. 25 is over the hill when it comes to a wide receiver, to a speed guy. He's never gonna. He's he doesn't stand a chance to do anything in the NFL. An atrocious much. third round pick.
2: Yeah, yeah it was money. because listen, you have so much need there to take a chance on basically a special teams player. Just was it was just a horrible pick. I mean, it was just a just an ugly pick. Okay. And I get it. My 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 guess is they valued they evaluated him around a fourth round pick, and. uh, there was some talk that maybe he could go in the fourth round, and they didn't have a fourth round pick, so they reached up and they grabbed him in the third round. It's just it, it, they didn't need to do that, you know. This is uh, what do you mean? One minute of the show and Al is already wrong. How do you try, turn off the? Uh, how do you turn off that
1: chat? No, you, you leave it up for a while when something like that said, but when somebody when somebody throws it at, at at me like that, not liking my unfound bears optimism. Hey guys, cloudy, cloudy, cloud. W. Wilson, hello, y'all. Yeah, um, man. Hey, if you're right, if uh, if if he's too old to be worth a damn, and too much of a special teamer to be worth a damn, then so be it. But yeah, oh, I right, mean, the meatball in me is very, very happy. Possibly have another Devin Hester on our hands.
3: This is such a.
2: Like you, do you, you understand the odds? Number one, of drafting another Devin Hester. Like, do you get that? Like, it's nearly impossible. Oh yeah,
1: that's why. I, but I play the lottery, so like, I'm all about impossible odds. And how many times, have, you know, if if you were
2: closer to me right now, I'd strangle you. Uh, you why you would can't you do be, that? Huh? No, you. you because uh, you're getting me very upset over here. I'm gonna have to drink some uh, coffee. I haven't even you got know. a sip of my first cup of coffee. There's a reason Florida.
1: that you and I, that you and I don't do shows in person anymore
2: that's true we one time this is a true story there was one time we were at a Mm pre-meeting and you upset me so much because i said you know i i think this jesse smollett guy is uh uh, making this thing up and you go how why would anybody make that up (laughs) that's not exactly how it went that's not exactly how that went so pissed off my face turned red i picked up a chair in my own home and threw it, not at you, but I I body slammed the goddamn Straight office down. chair and I went into my room, slammed the door, and then took twenty minutes to calm down.
1: And then I'm like who was right? at the I'm, end of the day, who was right? Clark? I'm like, I'm gonna leave right now. Uh I so not that I was like hooked, line and sinker on this, right? But I mean I was like it was a good wake up call, that's for sure, that whole story. Like, yeah. Uh <laughs> People are still lying sons of bitches out there. I was, I was completely wrong on the Smollett. And I wasn't even saying that it was true. I was just saying, at the time, I'm like, I don't think you can say that yet. Because everything outrageous seemed like it could be true. It was 2019 or whatever the fuck the year was then. Well, I did some
2: research on this pick. Uh, I, I broke some numbers down. But the, I, the cat either ate it or I can't find it. I'm leaning towards the cat. Dude, cats tear up paper. Yeah. I don't this know if you true. realize it. Yeah. You know, Just, I was a like kid, you would know, always say you'd blame the dog for chewing the homework, but it's really the cats.
1: Wilson wants to know, is Getsy a better play caller than Nagy? And Cloudy Cloud we has a good know. point. Cloudy has a good point. He goes, how could he not be?
2: Yeah, we don't know, but I would wager yes. I mean, yeah, if, I had to say, if you put a gun to my head to take a mm-hmm. bet there, I would say most definitely.
1: What if this fella Jones Jr. is... Sixty percent Devin Hester, seventy percent Devin Hester. That's not bad. Then he's above average kick returner. The, there you go. Field position, man. Justin Ooh. Fields in the offense with a competent play calling on him. I feel pretty good about that. With they have good field position behind him, I feel pretty good. Uh, yeah. Justin Fields guys, was in was in on the scouting process with miss polls with ryan Poles. I, all, I always say pace instead of polls but he was with him like he was there like they were they knew who they were picking they knew what was going on i think
2: it's a really bad idea having your quarterbacks pick the players
1: i'm not saying he the picked the round. players i'm just saying that he was in and they know the types of players that they are picking dude what no. yeah like a quarterback season that's what I'm i mean about. Would you be happy if he had that, if he had, like, a Cordell, C- Cordell Patterson season? Sure. Okay. So
2: Good. I mean, if you just go third based round on pick. numbers and you go on statistics and you go on the fact of the matter, it was a bad pick. Could he turn out to be a great player? Yes, absolutely. That is in the realm of possibility. Is it unlikely? Yes.
1: I think that our expectations – For the bears draft this year, we're at a certain place. And obviously like we've, we've felt quite a bit of incompetence, some actual solid drafting from pace here and there. But I think that, that not having a first round pick after last year's excitement of the first round pick, I think a lot of people were hoping that the second round in the third round, would be just like the first round and and you wanted it to go a certain way. But the fact of the matter is the guy drafted differently because it was second round picks. And you're right. He took a chance in the third round without having the fourth round. That makes sense to me. Take your shot there. It's the third round.
2: You're not in a position to do that. This team is not in a position to take the long shot. with a third round pick when you have so much need that needs to be addressed. Now it's not the luxury of drafting a special teams player in the third round, who by the way, is a high risk, um, special teams player. Whereas, you know, I mean, I really wanted Pickens or Pickett, whatever the wide receiver was. I think it was Pickett. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 And he fell to us. He, was he there. fell to us at uh, the 39th pick. And I was like, well, okay, they'll grab him here. That seems to be the right thing to do. We, we, we kind of got a steal and I was 100% wrong because by the time we got to the 48th pick, he was still there. So obviously there was, the uh, there was something in his valuation that, that, really kept teams from picking him. I know there's some red flag issues, but I think those are the kind of risks you want to take with, with his upside. And, and instead of taking him at 48, they, they take uh, Brisker out of Penn State, you know, a really solid safety who's, who is going to make a difference out there uh, versus a risk at wide receiver. I'm not, like I said, I'm not upset with that. You know, it, it, it hurt my sensibilities because I wanted I to wanted pick in. Of course. But that was just a want from Al. You know, there, there's no reality to the fact that that was a good pick or not, uh, not a good pick. So, you know, you get those two picks, and it's like, okay, I see what he's doing here. I wish he would have done something on offense, but he didn't. And then you get in the third round, and it's like, all right, something good's going to happen here. And, and we get uh, Vellis Jones, you know. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they didn't even have a profile up on him yet in, in the goddamn uh, uh, Pro Football Week focus. I, I mean, I had to go do a Google search to get information on really? the Really? I understand he's fast, but number one, the combine speeds this year were all screwed up. You know, they, they, they changed the way they measured time at the combines. They got a new guy, you know, uh, doing the clock. I don't know why they can't get, like, uh, Olympic professionals, you know, and, and have, like, uh, lasers and, and things that yeah. are going to give us actual you, data. Can you
1: Is that the, the gist of that, of the clock thing? Like, I've only heard bits and pieces of it, but the, the clock, it was run by a different guy. Is that the only issue with it, or did they start it after they like, did they wait to start the clock until five minutes after the guys started running? I don't know. Like, what's what was the biggest issue?
2: Well, yeah, they they they, they changed up the approach they took in in the in the uh, clocking system, and you may say, well, who's a big well, is that a big deal? Well, this year had like one of the fastest draft classes ever, um, okay. So it it seems like there certainly was a little bit of a, a, a of a discrepancy. And if you I know there, there's the two there's like the combine and then there's the, uh, the the pro days or the workout days or whatever the hell the other uh, draft uh, uh, day is. And those times had pretty big differences. So, that, I mean, it does it does matter
1: not to derail the draft talk here, but that that sounds very similar that the things changed like that. Now you have the fastest draft class in it's going to bore you for a second. But in baseball, Al, the, the league oh, has yeah. a history of changing the ball without telling anybody. And a couple years ago, they were hitting the snot out of it, right? That ball was moving out there. This year, the pitchers are talking about the fact that the ball is bad in that they can't throw it. Like, more people are getting hit in the batter's box, Al. It's creating more hit by pitches. Very similar to that issue. So, anyway, he appears possibly his stats were inflated is what you're saying. He's a speed guy, but he may not quite be as fast as you think he is.
2: Yeah, he's fast. I mean, there's no question the dude is fast, but yeah, he may not be as as groundbreakingly fast as projected. There. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's just, it's just a bad pick. It's just a bad pick. But what are you going to do? It's it's been had. It's been made. Uh, we're we're, we're going to move forward from this. Hopefully, we will address the wide receiver issue in free agency. Uh, there's still there's still some players out there. You know, I don't know if I want Odell Beckham, but I wouldn't be upset if Odell Beckham became a Bear. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, here's a breakdown from uh, Establish the Run, Evan Silva. uh, Absent from Thursday's first round following 2021 straight up for Justin Fields, Ryan Poles began his first draft as a Bears GM by drafting Gordon, who shined as both Boundary and Slot Corner at the University of Washington, which has consistently produced NFL caliber uh, cover men in recent years. Gordon and the physical safety Brisker were fine round two values. Yet Chicago's early draft offensive line ignorance hurts its grade. Uh, pathetically, the Bears turned a Khalil Mack into just Brisker and a 2023 20, sixth round pick. Already 23 years old, Jones projects more as a special teams than a receiver help. Holes did exhibit self-awareness of his bottom five roster by turning pick number uh, 148, 150. Uh, 166, 168, 203, and 207, generating more draft throws. Yet the Bears' failure to give uh, year two quarterback fields more tangible help was one of the offense's biggest disappointments. It seems like the new regime is setting up fields to fail. I don't know if I agree with that. At very least, they're going to end up earning two years of fields rookie deal, grade D+.
3: Okay.
1: Well, D+, plus it is, Al. What do we do with that?
2: Well, you know, you, you give all your troubles to a monkey on a rock.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, all right. I mean, if that's it, then that's it. I don't know. I my My main thing, I enjoy the fact that they traded down, like, later in the rounds. And I know that late round picks are all throwing something at a wall, but also – there's eleven picks now, like if you throw enough things at a wall, you have a better chance of them working out
2: yeah i don't have I have no problem getting more picks you know uh the the secondary definitely was a problem I mean there's no question they addressed a problem the bears need, and that's something you know that that you could hold on to for five five six years you know if you have a good cornerback. you you generally can work contracts. You generally can make good things happen and you can keep that core uh, group together. So, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not angry with the first two picks. I think we got some great players, but you know, there's, it doesn't negate the problem that there were, there were, uh, there holes on the offense that doesn't, that needs to be addressed with a young quarterback um, who could, who maybe the franchise may not, we don't know yet. Yeah. There's, there's data that points both directions. Very exciting for the uh, uh, the Tennessee Titans and Philadelphia Eagles. Big trade happens. A.J. Brown oh, yeah, becomes a I Philadelphia know. Eagle. Uh, I absolutely hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I, they're one of my least favorite teams in the world. I guess I have a problem with teams that work green.
1: I think you're a I think you're a brown fan though, right? Like, aren't you a fan of A.J.
3: Brown?
2: Yes, I love A.J. Brown is one of my favorite players. You know, just a, a, a big dude who goes and gets the ball and, and just makes big plays happen. Love playing him in fantasy football. The Tennessee Titans, of course, are a run first team. And uh, the philosophy wasn't always there with A.J. Brown. Uh, he, he was their number one wide receiver. He was the guy they targeted. Um, it, it was, you know, an old school the Dallas Cowboys in like uh, the 90s approach to football. Um, you know, where you you do have your big guy and you do have the ball to go after with uh, Tannehill to Brown. But overall, the focus, of course, was Derrick Henry. Now Mm -hmm. he goes to the Eagles where, I don't know. You know, like like I said, I generally hate the Philadelphia Eagles, so I avoid them at all costs, even in fantasy. (coughs) But it's going to be interesting. You know, Jalen Hurts, I believe, is still playing the quarterback uh, position there. You know, he's a guy with legs. um, and, And they hopefully can open some stuff up underneath. And uh, we're gonna see how how it plays out with uh, with him. I think the Eagles got a hell of a player. The bottom line is that the Eagles got a lot better. And then uh, you know the Tennessee Titans, they really couldn't afford AJ Brown. I mean that was that was the issue. That's why you get you get rid of an elite wide receiver, is uh, the, the cost benefit wasn't there for the build of their team. Okay. Uh, but they go ahead and they draft a uh, wide receiver with their first pick. And uh, hopefully that that matters, and it makes a difference there. Uh, They got uh, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas with the 18th pick in the first round. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, That sounded fun. Did you sit down and and watch the uh, opening night of the draft without the Bears having a pick?
2: Yeah, I had it on, and uh, I I followed along uh, with Pro Football Focus. I had it on the television with no sound on at work. Charlotte Jay's son's favorite team is the Eagles.
1: Yeah, is that all right? You could, you could tell
2: he could maybe talk him out of that. he no. worked it. I just don't like the Eagles. They took that cheap shot, I think, on Jim Miller when they were playing the uh, playoff game, when we had that weird playoff game in Champaign, Illinois, and, and you know, they threw batteries at Santa Claus. And I and I went to a Philly game. I went to a Chicago Bears Philadelphia Eagles game once. And there was an Eagles fan in front of me, and I got in a fight with them. I just I don't like the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't like their colors. I don't like their players. Hey, I like some of the players. Um, I, I don't – the people of Philadelphia, I generally uh, have a disdain for. So, no, you know.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about fictional people like Rocky Balboa?
2: Well, look, was Balboa actually from Philly, born and raised? What's that? Was Balboa born and raised in Philly?
1: I, man, this is going to uh, – I'm going to feel like I'm not a great Rocky fan anymore. But I don't know. I would assume I would, so. who I would. Who the hell moves, moves
2: to Philadelphia?
1: <laughs> who moves there to be a struggling boxer?
3: Uh, yeah, working yeah, working you, you for, a, working
1: for a Vinny down the street, breaking thumbs, right?
3: Like,
1: yeah. I don't know. Wow. Hey. Well – Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, he, he definitely falls down – my list of uh, uh, quality uh, television uh, icons, uh, movie icons. Uh, I, I got to think of a boxer to replace him, a movie boxer to replace him. Uh, but, but, yeah, he's definitely not number one anymore. Tell you that much. Wow. My power
1: ranking. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Socks, one nothing. Uh-oh. Boy.
1: That's an update. Excited. We got an update. What is it, top of the first? Maybe the second at this point? The uh, the crosstown series happening where my team's better than yours. You know, who knows? Uh, I'm trying to find a graphic here because it's now time to head to the Joseph's Finest Meats hotline. Joseph's finest. Joseph's finest meats, the best place to grab all of your meat in town. Guys, head on over there on Addison over by Harlem. Al, you're you've heard of the place?
2: I've been there many a times. Always good. Uh, ben just had a uh, birthday. From what I understand, he's a very shy guy, so don't mention it to him. Just get your meat. And uh, he talks very quiet. Okay. And
1: I I never – Ben's the younger guy, right? He's
2: like the main guy. Oh, okay. You know, he's a little older. He's one of the brothers, Mm -hmm. one of the sons of Joe. Um, But he he talks very quiet. To the point one time I spent $100 on steaks that I didn't want.
1: Because he couldn't understand
2: he, I I I said I I just wanted two strips and he he thought I wanted two pound flanks and I got like the forty pound of flank steak it was it was, it was the next thing you know my bill was like two hundred dollars I'm like what the hell and I just you know I didn't say anything I just I, I bought the meat you know I ended up cooking out anyways with it but yeah he, he, okay uh,
3: yeah
2: and I I thought it was just me I didn't want to say anything but they they just posted on Facebook you know a birthday wish and they put like AKA the quiet talker on there and I'm like okay. So it's known he he does he is a quiet tough,
1: but he doesn't want anyone to know about it. I guess he's a very
2: shy person. Fair
1: enough, which I respect. I love going to that that. place. Later in the show, I'm going to discuss like how I have a meat full of a quarter of a cow. Um, not sure not sure what to do with it all. I I meant to give away. I got like thirty eight piece thirty eight one and a half ounce ground beefs in there.
3: Thirty
1: eight. I gave some to the neighbors. I'll drop some off to your house. I meant to give them to. We had a birthday party for Hazel on Saturday last week weekend. I you want to give her some ground beef to the family? I was going to give. No, right. Happy birthday, sweetie. Here you go. No, uh, meant to give it to the family as like a parting gift, and I forgot all about it. But uh, yeah. So let's go to the Joseph Fidensey Hotline. Joining us, we'll discuss some Chicago Bears in the NFL. Our good friend, it's been a long time. Uh, we're bringing Adam Cumbie on the show here today. Hello, sir. How are Welcome you? Back. How's it going? Yeah, for well, the for so the right. record,
0: according to the Wikipedia, uh, Sylvester Stallone, aka Rocky Balboa, came up in the slums of Philadelphia. So
1: uh, there it is. Uh, I, I call that official. Sense. I would Why call
0: would it, move it there? absolutely official. My Take God. that for what you will.
1: No, thank you for doing the research side for me because yeah, uh, you know, I
0: just want to help you guys. You know,
1: I I mean it, it felt right, right? Like that felt official even before <laughs> you looked it up. Like he had to be, it had to be. Uh, question on that. The the reboots, the creeds. Are, are you guys fans of the Creed movies?
0: Yes. I have not seen them. I'm not a reboot guy. Oh wow! I don't know I about. Really, is, I, it, is that a reboot? Maybe. It's like a. It's
1: a
2: continuation.
1: Like
0: yeah.
2: Rocky's looking at the lamp bulb, waiting for it to burn out, which will symbolize <laughs> his death. Or, or the the bulb is out, so he, you know.
1: So he's living on borrowed time. Did he time. croak yet, Rocky? He croaked, right? I,
2: yeah, didn't they kill him off in the last movie?
1: I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for anybody.
2: The light bulb went out. I, I think the light bulb.
1: Went. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Not a reboot,
2: not a reboot though, cuz it's a continuation. I can respect
1: not not watching reboots. Ever watch, you do you do you make a stance? Is that a stance? that You've never watched uh, one or you saw a couple and they were horrible.
0: It's like a soft stance. I just uh I don't know. I miss originality. So, seeing just like retreads of so many things and a lot of them really miss the plot with, with what they're trying to recreate. Um, you know, sometimes you get lightning in a bottle and you can't recapture that lightning in a bottle. And then you, all I remember is like how bad the new one is. And it's like, I'm over it. So I just try to avoid it if I really like something. And then if a lot of people are like, no, this is really good. I'll check it out. Um, but it, sometimes it's uh, it's a little tough for me because I don't like to ruin a good thing. You know, fair. They, fair. they killed the A team that way. You know, the A team was a <laughs> great television oh,
1: program. Man, <laughs> They made a
2: movie and it just ruined the whole damn thing. Oh,
1: horrible. Uh, Charlotte J, you know that's J uh, from Charlotte. He uh, he he reports that Rocky did not die. Okay, and and I'm with Jay. Watch that first one. It's it's not a reboot. It's good. Yeah, it's good.
2: It's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I give it props. So the Bears had a big draft. We've already we 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 started discussing it. Um, overall, what is your impression? You think uh, you think it was good? Bad?
0: Or in the middle? Um, I think it's somewhere in the middle leaning towards better. And I think part of that is because um, I went into it not expecting. You know, there were a lot of, like, we have to get a wide receiver early. We have to do this. And, you know, I was, right. I was one of those people. Like, I, there's a chance that we might go defense early. Because, to be completely honest, I would much rather see, you know, like I'm more comfortable with a guy like Darnell Mooney and, and Byron Pringles starting at wide receiver than I am about a Kendall Vildor or a Dane Crookshank starting on Mm -hmm. defense so when you talk about those holes and you know it it was never going to be a one-year thing and you know you you talk about you know they want to call it a build it's not a rebuild you know the same thing with the Cubs they're they're not calling it a rebuild and you know it's a rebuild I mean what do they have the the cupboards are barren you know to to go into a crappy situation with five draft five draft picks five or six five right yeah Yeah, yes to go into a crappy situation with with uh, just a handful of draft picks we'll go with that and uh, to turn them into 11, you know, like you said, Clark, I was, you know, listening a little bit to the draft talk,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you get, you get more bites at the apple and with those late round picks, they are a crapshoot. So if I'm going to get three bites or six bites, I'd rather take the six bites. You know what? You've got two day potential day one starters in the second round. I like that. Bayless Jones is obviously a reach, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a bust. It really matters how they plan on using him. And I think that's the big unknown that drives a lot of the skepticism in the draft is what are they going to do? because we expected help for Justin Fields. What are they going to do to make that offense go without bringing in that expected help? Are they going to bring in some free agents? Do they like what they have? Are they higher on guys like Equinemius St. Brown than Equinemia St. Brown is on himself? Who knows? But I think that unknown is really what's driving a lot of that skepticism. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's fair. There, there, there were, you know, chances taken. The, the Jones one is the only pick that really uh, bugs me. You know, yeah. I would have, I would have rather have had Rainman or rain, rain, whatever the hell his name is <laughs> at the tackle position, you know, taking a chance on that guy over, over who whose upside is a starting tackle in the NFL where this guy's upside is a gadget guy or special teams player. So, I mean, I can't see anything higher than gadget guy for him. I don't think he's going to be on the field every play.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's really part of that, you know, like, you wonder what they see in them and we have absolutely nothing to go off of um, to know what they see, what they're planning on doing. You know, you, you hear the, the comparisons to what's going to be the Shanahan offense and, and, and things like that. And uh, you know, it really is going to come down to execution. And I know the big concern is the development of Justin Fields, um, but you don't necessarily in this first year need to surround him with studs to see development. I think a lot of it's going to be composure, um, understanding of the offense. Can he drive that offense? Um, and look competent I think and I've used this I've parroted this line quite a bit is you know competency is going to be a big deal this year and the last couple years it has been very incompetent so to see what he can do in a competent system even if he does have you know average receivers right now and average might be generous at this point but I'm an optimistic guy so we'll go with it Um, but you know it's going to make a big difference if the offense actually looks like an offense if they can run the ball if they utilize play action if they accentuate his weapons Instead of, you know, continuously running two-yard curl routes back to the line of scrimmage and, you know, running the ball up the middle a million times to no avail. Do you think there's a risk that
2: we could damage his confidence, that he's a good quarterback whose confidence could be damaged to the point we ruin him? Do you think that, that's a realistic risk or do you think that's just something
0: people say? if we keep trotting him out with game plans, like he saw in that Cleveland game. And obviously that's the worst case scenario, bringing up a game like that. Mm -hmm. But if you keep putting him out there where you can just, it just feels like he's being set up to fail. I think that can really mess with his confidence. But I think for him the same way, like if he's getting hit, do they make that adjustment? Can he trust the coaches to put him in that, that best spot to adjust, to develop? Um, You know, he seems like he's a pretty mentally tough dude. He seems like he, he eats sleeps football and video games and his dog so you know he wants to be in that room he wants to learn if they're putting him in positions where he feels like he's growing I think his confidence will be all right but if he keeps going out there and they keep trying to beat the same drum and it's not working you know obviously I think that's going to take a toll on the guy
1: um later in the draft when you're you're drafting some of these guys um as we mentioned, dart throws, what is, what is the hope in, you know, grabbing running back uh, Ebner out of Baylor, the center Kramer out of Illinois, are you are you just a tackle Carter from Southern Illinois university? Are you just, that's just straight up a hope and a prayer right there. Like, I mean, I, I know there's gotta be some evaluation at that point that gets us there. What's, what's your best case scenario out of those guys?
0: I think the common thread on all of those guys especially because I did a day three draft show so you know some of these guys you never hear of and you're digging deep into the coffers trying to find something and the common thread about a lot of these guys is solid foundation um, and athleticism and you know athleticism doesn't mean everything because a guy like Eponemia St. Brown had a 9.84 RAS Um, so that doesn't necessarily translate into success but they're taking chances on a bunch of guys who are believed to have the right foundations. And that's where you're putting a lot of uh, trust in your coaching staff. They got a lot of late round offensive linemen, a lot of guys who, you know, were good tackles in college, but they're projected to potentially kick into guard because they might be a little bit slower. They might struggle with some of that elite athleticism. Um, So then it comes down to how much do you trust Chris Morgan to develop these late round draft picks? Uh, you know, how much with Getsy, how much do you trust him to adjust and see what he sees with Justin Fields? So they're putting a lot of trust into their coaching staff. And, you know, some of these picks, you, you hear some of the guys and it's like, oh, I love Braxton Jones coming out. That's a steal in the fifth. Uh, Zachary Thomas is a guy who, you know, if they can coach him upright, he's going to be a force and you never know, but I'd rather, you know, have four of those guys than one of those guys, because, you know, if you have a 10% success rate and you got 10 guys, if you can get one guy out of these later rounds, like, Hey, that's great um it's no guarantee but if you can get some role players like a guy like kramer projected to be a center through and through not not a versatile position guy ever versatility is something they want but if this is a guy that's got the right tools he stays low and he can be a bulldog as your backup center then you don't have to worry about it you never have to potentially with this draft you never have to watch Kendall vildor play cornerback you don't have to watch sam Mustafer play center we it's sounding like they're trying to bring some of these guys that we've been force fed and really challenge them and potentially, you know, get rid of them. So undrafted free agents, late round draft picks. We've got a lot of guys who we know nothing about, and it's going to come down to how the coaching staff can utilize them and what they see in them.
2: That's true. I mean, it's bodies at the end of the day. You, you, you yeah. just don't know. Um, I mean, looking at Doug Kramer, his three best games is a pro football focused grading. Uh, 87.7 was his best game against Minnesota. He had an 85.1 against Eastern Michigan, 84.3 at Minnesota in 2001. But then his lowest-rated games are uh, in the 50s, and it's, it's Wisconsin, Ohio, and Nebraska. So, I mean, it, it, when he was reaching pro-level guys, I mean, he clearly was getting beat.
0: But you don't he, know.
2: I mean, he, he could put on bulk. I mean, he could be light. They could put some weight on him. And,
0: and you, you always hear know. the phrase de the phrase jour with, with centers and usually interior linemen is, uh, you know, he, he he's not going to win in a phone booth. Um, but he's somebody where they, you know, he attacks. And another common thing with all these offensive linemen is they get good push and they get good punch. And uh, that's another thing where they're really emphasizing point of attack. And and the last couple of years, that line has been just absolutely terrible at getting push and moving forward. And it constantly feels like right after the snap, they're moving backwards. And they got a lot of quick athletic guys who it sounds like are going to be able to generate the push. (laughs) It's just a question now of, which direction they're going to be pushing them, where they're going to be going with that. So, you know, that's it all comes back to that competency.
1: Uh, cloudy, cloud, 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 cloud out there in the uh, Twitch land. If, if you're watching somewhere else, maybe listen somewhere else. Join us on uh, on Twitch. Join in the conversation wherever you are. Um, he says uh, the scouting reports for Braxton were awful. Uh, Al, uh, Pro Football Focus. I'm reading one of their draft grades out here for the Bears and. Um, at the end, they mentioned Braxton Jones put up dominant tape at Southern Utah en route to a ninety three point nine overall grade. He combines an egregiously long wingspan with some legit explosiveness off the line. Their total grade as well on a side note is a b minus for the bears there
2: yeah, uh, it was one of the more generous uh, grades um but i mean they're they're looking at it basically uh, pro football focus of course is focusing on numbers and you know, when you look at the quality of the players in the first, you know, a uh, couple rounds, they are highly graded players, and again, they are needs. Uh, I think, I think the overall negative grading the Bears get is when is the fact that they didn't address offense. Um, so, okay. but I think, I think from a numbers aspect, the Bears actually had a pretty good draft.
0: You know, and, it's not, and to it. be honest, I'd rather take a bunch a chance on a bunch of late round draft picks, a bunch of dart throws, lottery tickets, whatever you want to call them, than yeah. going and grabbing some bottom of the barrel veteran free agent that, you know, you're gonna have to pay some amount of money to with limited cap space. These guys are gonna come cheap, you know, if they pan out, that's awesome. Minimal risk if they don't, but you know, the upside on an undrafted twenty two year old is could be could be significantly higher than, you know, going to grab a thirty year old just because you can afford him. Sure. sure. Um, although I do think the Bears need to do something at wide receiver. Absolutely. One more guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I, I think that they're going to take a stab at a wide receiver um, and, and one more lineman. They're, I don't think they're going to, as much as we see uh, Dakota Dozier mocked to be the starting <laughs> yeah. right guard, I'm, I can fairly confidently say I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to, whether they take a stab at a tackle and throw Borum inside or you know trust that they're going to try Tevin and Borum this year and let these other rookies kind of fight it out on the outside and see who kicks inside, um, they're definitely gonna grab another one. Tim Anderson also just hit a home run for you, Sox fans What's watching that over there now. Nice. Three, no- three, nothing.
1: three to nothing. All right. Very Beautiful. My,
0: cover my Cubs picture right here. We'll just go with the yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um,
1: I mean, there's only a couple Cubs pictures that really matter. Like that, that one right back there. This World Series ticket matters pretty much right there. But that's all. I mean, hey, it's fine. When was the last time the White Sox won? I'm just saying. Uh, w. Wilson brings up the edge rusher they got has potential too. And my guess there is he's talking about Dominique Robinson.
0: 84-inch wingspan. Woo! Robinson is one. I
2: I, I have similar. I don't like to brag. Diced up.
1: That is incorrect, Larcher. I know that for a fact. Uh, That is one diced-up 250-pounder. He may have earned just 69.2 pass rushing grade last season, but it was only a second year playing defense after switching from wide receiver. That's not a transition you see every day. And this is, uh, again, from Pro Football Focus right there. 81 on the big board rank
0: and he actually went from quarterback to wide receiver to to an edge player oh no shit he's he's moved around and he's he's an athletic freak you know they're talking about even before the bears picked him that his coach was starting to tell him to watch leonard floyd tape because they're almost identical body types hopefully it's rams leonard floyd not bears leonard floyd but that's a different story um But it, it, that, that's the type of player that they're hoping to get. And, you know, when they drafted Leonard Floyd, obviously he had that first round pedigree or that first round grade um, might have been a little bit of a reach on that one as well. But this is a guy that they, they think has all the same intangibles, all the same athleticism. That's another one. You're putting a lot in your coaching staff, but he could really pan out to be a, a good role player and he, he can sit behind some guys right now. So there's no rush.
3: Yeah.
2: Another he, team that gets criticized a lot for not going offense
0: um
2: when, when they clearly probably should is the Green Bay Packers, and uh, you know they had two first round picks they went defense on both of them they got they got two really good players. I mean I think that was kind of the story of the uh, of our division was everyone kind of went uh, there was a lot of defensive picks there's going to be a lot of uh, an infuse of defensive talent in our division, but uh, the Packers did address running back with the thirty fourth pick getting uh, Christian Watson. Uh, you know, after losing uh, Devontae Adams, which is just insane to me still.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the receiver they went with just knowing that, you know, 12, percent drop rate for, for a guy that's going to go to a quarterback who can turn a hangnail into a global crisis. Um, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the best, the best marriage. And, and that's not to say, you know, Watson has amazing upside, um, based on everything you're hearing, but the, the question is, is he going to have a get be able to shake the case of the dropsies, or, you know, is that just who he is? And, and it'll be interesting to see the dynamic there. But you know, I have a, a, a theory. Teams are going to start focusing on defense. The modern NFL is very offensive based, but if you're trading touchdowns every time, you're going to need a little bit of resistance there um, to help yourself. And you know, Green Bay, everyone thought it was a shoe, and they were going for a receiver to make Rogers happy. Um, you know, he could he could make a janitor a Pro Bowler.
3: Uh, But their defense
0: is atrocious. Their special teams atrocious. So this is helping them, you know, push some of those guys back, get some depth. Um, You know, the linebacker they drafted is almost a clone of Devondre Campbell. So, you know, that's going to be a solid middle for them. They got some beef up front. So it's going to make our life a little bit harder uh, as well. So,
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I remembered when the, when the Packers that night, when they drafted two defensive guys, I'm like, what the fuck? They just drafted two defensive guys. That's a ridiculous way to start out your draft.
2: Yeah, but then, you know, you forget that they had the 34th pick, or and they went and grabbed the 34th pick.
1: Although, oh, yeah. you know,
2: Watson, as you said, you know, Rogers is very much about finding guys he trusts and, and just feeding them the ball. So, you know what you're saying if if Watson's a guy who, who's having a problem with the drops and Rodgers doesn't trust him Rodgers won't throw to him you so know. i mean i know in the fantasy community we're we're very we're looking we're looking pretty heavy at Lazard but uh because there is a trust and established a uh, relationship there but yeah yeah that's interesting let's see how that plays
0: out and to that, that same point about you know him not trusting someone that does lends a little bit of hope for me for Equin- a guy like Equinamia St. Brown. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he tested well. The numbers don't, aren't the end-all, be-all. But the guy fits the mold of what they're looking for, and he's, a, he's a, a real tall receiver. So if we can somehow harness that into a useful piece, again, he might not be a significant contributor, but if he can be a useful piece at this juncture, you know, it, it'll make a big difference having that big body. If he can catch the ball – you don't know if it's because of a lack of talent or because he just made the shit list and never got off of it, and that's what I'm interested to see with a guy like him. And the family is they're fitness
2: fanatics. They, they they're yep. dedicated to football and, and, and treating the body as a temple. They remind me a lot of the uh, the Pofos, you know, the uh, the macho man family, where the dad you know sets the Olympic record, uh, the Guinness Book of World Record for for for, for uh, sit ups. Macho man, you know, it dominates the baseball. He's so good in baseball, he decides just to quit <laughs> and, and go into professional wrestling, like like his old man. And, and let's just hope we didn't get the genius. That's my only concern. But I mean, then we got Lenny Popo.
1: But the genius, if you had him, he'd be really great at like a pregame speech. He'd be the guy that right. like can. He may ride the bench, but he's given he's given the push. He's given the push there. Uh, did you ever did you ever wish that you could catch a frisbee that he threw out Al when you were at a at a live WWF event back in the day? No. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah,
2: never once. Never once did I want to catch a frisbee from uh, Lenny Popo. Um. Uh, the li-
1: go
3: ahead.
2: The Lions, you know, sticking sticking with the with with the North, you know, the Lions with the second pick, they they get a, a monster at the edge at Hutchinson they grab a wide receiver at Williams. I mean, I don't know who's throwing him the ball, but uh they they definitely have talent there. Then they get another edge rusher at uh with the 46th pick and then a safety with the 97th pick. So again, you've seen that theme of defense uh early for teams rebuilding. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, uh, you know a big part of that is is If the defense is terrible and you're trying to develop an offense, how true of a look do you get at the offense if you're constantly chasing, if you're constantly, you know, playing that one-dimensional style of football? You know, play action's not going to work. You can't run the ball. You're throwing downfield. Then when your quarterback's throwing 50 times a game, how how true is that to your offense? Some offenses like that, but you know that's not going to be the Bears this year. If, If we're throwing 50 times a game, you know you hope for the best, but it's it's probably probably not good on the other side.
2: No, you know, the the Lions play on a field, you know, in a stadium that could turn into track meets. I mean, the, the, they have the potential to do that. You know, we, we forget that the Bears play in shitty soldier field, and, you know, it's not conducive to that style of offense. Um, it never has, never will be. And, uh, you know, you could try it, but you're more likely to see a wide receiver blow out a knee than become the number one wide receiver in football. So, I mean, that that is also something to consider with the Bears and their picks and um, –
1: so here's the, the the depth chart over there in Detroit right now at receiver. The the starters would be Chark, Williams, and yeah. St. Brown, and not the St. Brown that the it. Bears have. That's a no, solid. Man That's a solid receiving core. Plus you still you still yes. got Hawkinson over there, and I mean Jared Goff. Wow, DeAndre uh, Swift. Who's
3: who's the better the team
1: in the Central here?
0: Wow, I don't know. I. Yeah, and and you you know Detroit's grabbing guys, and it's Lions gonna lie Lion, and I get that. You know, it's they've they've had a historically bad time, but they had a very good draft this year. Same could be said about the Jets. You know, those are two teams that traditionally you know get crapped on a lot during draft time, and I think both teams did a great job bringing on talent to make their football teams better. That Detroit Lions wide receiver core, I'm kind of glad we got a safety and a cornerback because those are gonna be night, uh, matchup nightmares. Especially, you know, you've got two dudes who can just absolutely kill you on the outside. And then DJ Shark, who, if he comes back healthy, uh, you know, he was a force in Jacksonville before Mm -hmm. that whole thing fell apart. So,
2: yeah. Um, I like Shark a lot. He's a guy I really wanted us to get in uh, free agency
0: um, when I I thought that was the
2: approach we were going. Over Uh, there,
1: Chris, Twitchy, Wilson, Adam, I see that you backed him on this. I don't know which one you backed him on. With bad incompetent coaching, the Bears won how many? And then, uh, and even more, Getzy was there seeing it too with St. Brown. He signed off on St. Brown. And that's, uh, uh, is it equine- Equinomius St. Brown? Equinemius. You're, you're the announcer. Yeah.
0: Equinemius. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I was agreeing with Chris on is the, the whole Getzy point. Um, the, the same thing about, you know, when, when they were saying that Kadarius Tony was going to be on the block. And, if, if, you know, if Tyke Tolbert says that that dude is not a problem and bring him in, then I would have no problem if they went and got him. I'm glad they didn't because he's obviously an injury liability and you want to try to avoid that in a rebuild. Um, but to that point, Gessie has spent this time with St. Brown. So obviously if he thinks he's enough of an asset to bring in, there's something more there that we didn't see go- that was going on in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I... So Pringle, well, you're making me feel more confident uh, Pringle, about,
2: about him. So that's, that's, that's good.
0: That's good. That, that, that's what I try to do. You know, I try to be, I, I wouldn't say like a rational thought provider, but there's, you know, I try to shoot out as many unicorns and rainbows as I can, because it's a dire situation sometimes being a Chicago fan in any sport. So whatever positives you can hold on. Sure. Absolutely. I- I do love the window behind you.
2: Though. you got the good Chicago wood frame there. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that's in a classic Chicago uh,
0: pad right there with the, with the, the view of the, the roofs. back
1: there, the roofs.
0: Looking over some bungalows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, it feels good. Uh, I can't go see to get that.
0: the signal, so I almost had to go to the front room, but nah, okay. there it is. There good old front is. room. I'm seeing it. You don't, you don't
2: have the plastic on the furniture, do you? I mean, that, that's classic Chicago no, no, front sir. room.
3: As
1: is, and this is com that I'm on. I have no idea. You guys may know them better than I do. But Pringle, Mooney, and Jones Jr. is your starting three for the Bears. Uh, Brown sitting there behind uh, Pringle. David Moore and Daz Newsom are all right behind those guys there. That's what I'm seeing. Al, Jones is automat- currently slotted to perhaps be a starter on this team? No. Come on.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? What? To, quote, to quote Sylvia Soprano,
1: Beck, Beckham, Olivia Beckham Junior. You don't know what or you're you, talking or you, or, about. Do you, or do you also go after Lazard? You get the the Green Bay connection. Is that is that what you're you're wanting there? Which would you prefer? Obviously Beckham. I mean, is he instantly yeah. your number one? Beckham? Yeah.
0: What
1: do Yeah. Right. I mean, Mooney's not your number one.
0: Essentially, it, I think yeah.
1: Is Mooney a number one?
0: Moody Moody is the number one. I I do think that, yeah. I I think that he's shown the traits to have the ability to be so, but, again, that's going to come down to how they utilize him as well because it seemed like even in that anemic offense, the guy was open. He was finding holes in the defense. You know, they they might not have let Justin look on that side of the field, but there was definitely a lot of separation, it seemed like, every time he was getting out there. So, you know, he has that ability. He seems like he's up for the challenge too, so it doesn't seem like he's going to shrink in the moment.
2: And there's some data that that has shown that that Mooney very well could be a a, a a star, an elite wide receiver. Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is the this is the year to test everything. If he's a guy who's definitely uh, going to be tested, you know, he's a guy who's going to get the opportunity. And uh, if he proves it, he proves it, and that's great. Then maybe we don't even have to worry about it. It's
0: the banquet. Receiver.
1: The the people were asking, what was it? And others others thought they saw a banquet there. He's drinking the course banquet, Al.
0: I know, uh, you know, talking about receivers, I know he's had some injury history. I believe he's still available. What do you guys think about Alan Hearns? Three, when he was healthy, you know, he was was a fourth option, third, fourth option. But, you know, he's another guy who – He was in Dallas, is that
3: right?
0: He was in Dallas, I believe. He was Jacksonville or Miami also. Yeah, Jacksonville Jacksonville sounds right. Jacksonville, Dallas, Miami. Yeah, well, I feel like I've lost some money on him. Yeah, yeah. Like why why yeah. wouldn't
1: you why wouldn't you take a, a flyer on it then?
0: I mean, and, and that's like, that's another one. You know, those one year contracts. It's your your one year prove its and don't add a lot yeah. of guaranteed money if the injuries are a problem. But he's another big body who has produced in in an offense where, you know, we just at this point we might just need warm bodies because, like you said, Bayless Jones right now potentially could line up in the slot, but it'd be a lot better if we can you know just have him come out there and. Sure. different role to start out um, you know unless this guy really does have it and he's just he was a late bloomer i mean he he improved from 2019 to 2021 after sitting out an entire 2020 um you you never know obviously there's Wait. not much physical development left for a 25 year old but uh, you know he could just be one of those raw guys who just kind of does the little things right and you know that speed might kill in the right situations because everything else is flowing so well what happened for
1: yeah. uh, so he set out 2020, and then in 2021, I see he was put on the uh,
0: injured reserve on,
1: on August 17th. What, do you recall the injury there?
0: I do not recall the injury, but I know that before that, they were starting to rely on him a bit more as a wide receiver than a just returner. Um, you know, he did a lot of returning at USC before he transferred. That was kind of his role. Um, and then they said that he they didn't really rely on him early a as a receiver. Injury,
1: but... A wrist injury that will require – uh, it forced him to miss three months, according to Schefter, when it first happened. So, the
2: chat is talking up Chenault, To uh, I think is a, is a good option. Um, yeah, you know, I he, like the he's, Yeah, he's he's a guy who, uh, you know, in fantasy you you want to get your low end wide receivers, the guys who aren't going to cost you a lot and still get opportunity.
0: And he was definitely a fun play um, every every time I, I threw money at him. So, uh, and he was I'm, I'm definitely down he was on for- Chennault he was another one they used in a lot of sets. So, you know, that versatility where they want to do, you know, some, some gadgets, some trickery, whatever, whatever they're thinking. Um, He's someone that lined up uh, in the backfield, got some carries, got some passes. You know, I'm pretty sure he's passed a few balls. So, um, you know, he he has a good skill set as well. It seems like so many Jacksonville receivers are, you know, they go somewhere else and it's like, man, they were pretty good. They just fell into that black hole of, you know, Jacksonville.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A-Rob is still waiting to have a
0: good quality. This is going to be the first year he's going to have a quality
2: uh, uh, quarterback in his entire career. I mean, from high school on, the poor bastard has never had a, anybody throwing him the ball. You could argue Justin Fields last year, but there was
0: clearly no connection there. Right, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's one of those things. You know, you talk about the the wide receiver core is worse this year than last year. But then, obviously, with the with the gift of hindsight, starting last year having – you know, Miller in camp and having Robinson and Robinson basically putting up that nothing burger, like, yeah, yeah, on paper, the wide receiver core is starting this after this draft worse than last year, but really your horses did not horse last year. So they were pretty barren to begin with. And, uh, you know, he's a non-factor. So at this point he's, you kind of look at it and you, you glance past his name, which might be the first time in his career. You're able to do that on the stat sheet. Yeah.
1: Um, go ahead, Al
2: the vikings um they they went defense as well getting a safety with the 32nd pick a cornerback with the 42nd pick uh they do get a guard with the 59th pick and then a linebacker with the 66th pick so again that trend of uh, really building secondaries and pass rushes continues in the in the north so
1: yeah adam uh before you roll today and i don't i don't know that doesn't have to be now or anything but uh i wanted to ask you about if if uh there's excitement if the wrestling fan in you is it there's any excitement about what's going to be happening in town here on june twenty sixth with njpw versus aew going on down there because my partner and i are have been discussing grabbing tickets and going to see this show
0: yeah uh you know, I, I don't want to brag, but a couple months ago on Reddit, I predicted this. So you know, I'm, <laughs> I've got, I've got the link proof. You know, hash, hashtag. I'm gonna, uh, I'm
1: gonna need you to share that link because I, I do like my, I like my, browsing some Reddit around there. He, uh,
0: cool. he, he, also project, he
2: projected the name too, right? He, didn't you do, uh, yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, look at the really? thing. Oh,
0: that's amazing. So, uh, honestly, let's, let's, you know, get this out of the way. It was mostly when they were announcing the Ring of Honor purchase that that was my prediction for that announcement. But it was just, you know. The clairvoyance, I saw it a few months in advance, but uh, no, I'm, I'm very excited. It's, it's, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, you know, for a long time growing up, wrestling was taboo and then it became mainstream wrestling became cool. And then it fell off of a steep cliff very quickly. And it's really nice now to see so many companies, so many companies, so accessible. Um, you know, yeah. there was just a, De- a defy show on Pluto TV. I was sitting on the couch on Saturday night, or I think it was Saturday night. I'm flipping through Pluto channels because I'm bored, and, you know, there's a a live Defy show, and I'm watching Moxley. It's amazing that the accessibility of everything, the things online, you know, Twitter is such a great resource, as toxic as social media can be, to to share some of these awesome videos that piques your curiosity and makes you want to check out a wrestler. That's how I got into, you know, Orange Cassidy a long time ago is I saw – lazy kicks one time and i'm like man this is so stupid i love it um
2: well, and, not everybody has great opinion I
0: mean, yeah I- but it, you know it's like one of those things where i never would have seen it on my own i never would have went and seeked something like that out and then i saw it and just the absurdity of it i'm like this is so dumb that for me it loops back around to like all right cool um you know it, it's it's a great time and seeing something like this where two of the biggest companies in the world are going to be working together you know NJPW, they they slowed down a little bit after COVID, but they were riding an extremely hot wave. You know, aew's obviously obviously on their way to the top. You hear about the di- the discrepancy between the two major companies, but you know they're they're making noise and they're not slowing down. And I think that's a big thing. And to get these two to work together, where people always said, you know, top companies will never work together. It, they used to do it. And there was too much politicking and blah blah blah. And there's a willingness because these guys all all love each other and and the the vibe is different now and it's just so cool. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be an awesome show, Um, you know, and they're doing a lot more domestically now, which is so much fun.
2: You know, you you mentioned the politics, which is interesting because, you know, it's true that there's a willingness to work together and, you know, uh, New Japan is now carrying the AEW television show on their streaming service in Japan, exposing that audience to, to uh, our our product here in America, and, and it's that's a great, great relationship. But when it comes down to booking, you know, how is it? How is that? How is the politics going to become an issue? Because that's when it gets real. You know, if you have Okada say going up against Daniel Bryan, you know, and you and you're Tony Cotton, you really want Daniel Bryan to win that match, which which would be crazy. You know, I mean, that's an, that should be an Okada win. Um, you know, I mean, does it fall apart? And that
0: that that's when. Uh, it gets really interesting. Uh, and I think that's where there's, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, sorry. Go no, go ahead. ahead, go. I was going to say, I just, I no. think that's where there's more, um, you know, a lot of these guys work for the same companies. They they have that, that relationship that, you know, is going to be a little bit more beneficial in an instance like this, where there might be, they might be butting heads, but, you know, if, if two good friends are going up against each other and it starts causing this issue, they might be able to allow cooler heads to prevail where it's like, listen, you know, be able to justify it. They're going to work harder to do that, I guess I should say, because in the past everyone was enemies and, you know, in a show yeah. like this, yeah. they're, they're not going to do this show like this. If they view each other, like how, you know, WWF E slash E and WCW used to see each other or, um, you know, it's a working relationship. And this is like you said, going to test how close and good and pure that relationship is um, or if there's motives, but you know, it, it seems like with the crossover of the stars of the companies, you know they're they're all fairly close and they do a lot together so i think in an instance like this this is a situation where it could work very well a couple weeks
1: back when al and i were at the njpw show at the odium we were sitting there waiting in an hour and a half long line and i was like i'm pretty sure that guy's the president yeah that's the president mm-hmm. and neither one of us like he would have totally like at the time he was very excited about how long the line was it seemed mm-hmm. like but not too excited to where it was like you you guys wait now here in the cold for an hour and a half but uh picture with a few people i'm sure of it and now it's like shit uh, three days later
2: well the japanese can't refuse you know it's like a <laughs> godfather on a wedding you can't you get the japanese can't turn down uh being polite so you, if you ask for the picture that he even if he didn't want to he would have so Glad we failed him. there you know the <laughs> chat room is mentioning they want more hockey talk so i just want to quickly say chris jericho's father was a hell of a hockey player There you go um so saturday night i got home from work And I'm like, I got nothing to do. And I look, and I realized New Japan was having a pay-per-view. And I popped that thing on, and it was such a a pleasure to watch. Go out of your way to see uh, uh, Tanahashi versus uh, Ishii for the United States title. That was an amazing match. I mean, when Ishii's on fire, Ishii's absolutely one of the best there is. And Tanahashi, you know, the ace of the company for a decade, basically the John Cena of New Japan, you know, fighting over the United States title. Great match. Check it out. And, of course, the uh, main event killed for the world title uh, of uh, Okada versus Naito. But, uh, yeah. He's so, on another level right now.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. He has some stinkers. You know, there, there are times where, like, there's, there's just, you know, there's no chemistry. Uh, but, man, that, when that, that guy is just so fun to watch. Just a little bit. Yeah,
0: he, you look at him and you don't. You do, Yeah, exactly. You, you don't expect it when you look at him. No. And, and he goes out there and some of the stuff he does, is just like, man. You, you know, one of those, he gets it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So when I first started watching new Japan, it was like a G one, like, you know, five years ago and Ishii would come out and I didn't have sound on. I'd be like, look at this guy. I would just make fun of him. You know, I'd be like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be
0: watching, you know? But yeah, yeah he, he looks like, like uh, the guy in Austin Powers who throws a the shoe. There you go.
1: <laughs> I'm looking for tickets for, uh, uh, AEW versus NJPW forbidden door. Uh, great call on that on the name and everything. Uh, the 300 level right now, 102 can get you in the door up there on StubHub, on the uh, secondary market there. Uh, if you want to sit down in the lower levels, there's a couple for about 289 in, in the 101 section, which is like center rail. And then uh, $400 is, is the price there. There are tickets right now on the secondary market for just under 500 bucks for uh, the first through fourth rows. So that's about where ticket prices are right now. They're going to sell that thing out, right? I don't understand why they can't give us the actual ticket price. Why is it such a <laughs> fucking mystery? Wait? Do we have to wait? Put it, it do on a own...
2: website.
1: Friday morning, ten a.m. We're both logged in. We used to be. We used to have when the first all out, the, the all in. We had to. You and I were each logged on. I think we were on fifteen different devices total, trying to yeah. get logged in, get tickets, and we ended up with tickets, pretty good ones for that show. But uh, now they only allow one per one per user. So. It's a different ballgame, but you're not going up against so many people. I don't know if it's going to sell out.
2: I mean, I assume – day one sellout. I think it will sell out. But is it going to be yeah. a day one sellout of the United Center?
1: Secondary markets are such a – they're such a um, a crazy – like, what is that? They're, they're setting their own price right now, right? Like, are they concerned that it won't sell out so they have it a little higher right now to save They're that? betting
2: on futures, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Charlotte J just said that uh, his son asked today to find him a WrestleMania ticket for next year. Where's next year's oh, at? Yeah. Uh, L.A. Yeah. Hollywood. would. And, uh, yep. Wow. Yeah, that's some serious mob right there.
0: That's great. It's, it's, it's pushback for all those times that Jay says, talk less wrestling. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> there it is. He's about to find out. Uh, Roman Reigns may still be champion there. Who knows?
0: Um, Might be a
2: good spot for the rock return.
1: Yeah, that seems about that. That's what we're. That would be the plan, right? That's what you would think. Uh, Al, before we let Adam go, I'm going to ask you this. Now I'll ask you both because I, I definitely wanted to get to this with you, Al, tonight. Like you have said before, that Adam Page's run as world champion in AEW has been nothing of note. Maybe if that, for, for lack of better words, there it just it kind of has gone flat, right?
2: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: The CM Punk, does CM Punk win that title from him at double or
2: nothing? I hope so.
1: Uh-oh. Wait, what did you say? I
2: hope so, or they better, they better have a damn good story coming out of it that makes, makes Adam Page interesting. You know, if it's just Adam Page beats uh, CM Punk in a good match, you know, uh, and we'll continue on with who is Adam Page and why does he matter, and, and he's not very uh, exciting. Um, I like the dude. You know, I had a really high hopes for him. Um, you know, the guy's a Sturgill fan, you know, we talk music, we sat and talked to music once, uh, but as far as him as a champion, I I think it's been pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I would would tend to agree with you on that one. He's, you know, he's had some good title defenses. The matches have been great, but uh, obviously the, uh, the journey to becoming a champion was infinitely better than the actual time period of being a champion, Um, You know, the story that they told on his way up was ready made. It was a long chase. Everyone was clamoring for it. We knew it was going to happen, but it was always a matter of when, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they did a great job building up. And then when he got it, there was kind of just that little bit of lull that the heat died. And then, you know, it's been good matches, but you know, the, the Adam Cole story, it's how many times can a guy kick someone in the nuts? And it's, you know, that's his finishing move at this point.
3: Um, oh, wow. So,
0: it, you know, it, it's it was a great chase, but it hasn't really been great since then And, yeah, with the Punk thing, you know, it would take Herculean efforts to really reignite, you know, what everyone was feeling on his way up
1: Could you see, sure. could you both, could you see CM Punk, like, I mean, his first speech out at the United Center when he first came out uh, was about the guys in the locker room and wanting to wrestle them, and it's been obvious that he, he's wanting to get build these guys up and put them over, and, you know, that's what he sees his job as now. That's what he can leave for wrestling at this point. Maybe that's what he wants to do is that Herculean effort to put him over. Could you could you guys see that as what he wants to do
0: now? Yeah, I mean, there's oh, obviously, oh, no, you know, uh, obviously he has that ability to, take something and, and really get people behind it one way or another. I mean, we've seen the guy go from, you know, cheers to booze to cheers in, in the span of a, a five-minute promo. Um, you know, he, obviously something like Punk's been, you know, leaning face, but doing something to screw Paige out of it uh, or, you know, even better, I think the best way that they can, you know, get Hangman, people sympathetic with Hangman a little bit is he's, he's been fairly cocky lately. Um, you know, yeah. let, that, let that hubris get the best of him give Punk the belt for a little bit, but have an absolute banger of a match and, and, you know, start another climb back up. And, you know, they obviously did the drunk thing. That was kind of the fall of Adam Page, whatever. Um, But that's really the only way that, you know, you can really do it and kind of get people to to feel bad for him, get him behind him again. Other than that, uh, they've really exhausted a lot of the options they can go to to try and get people, you know, on his side again. It,
2: and it also comes down to the the booking of AEW is just such about being an ensemble um, than it is about the world champion being special. And mm-hmm. I think that's really hurting them. And uh, I, I hope Tony Khan kind of changes course at some point on that to make that title feel important. I mean, Adam Page has had, like, little airtime. You know, you, you see the, the yep. Twitter trolls who hate AEW. I love those guys. I mean, because the, they'll tell you like it is. Um, even though some of it's like, oh, come on. You're know, right. you, you, you just picking on them. But, but some of their points are pretty solid. And, I mean, Adam Page, you know, he doesn't open the show. It's not like the guy comes out there and cuts a killer promo or or, or does anything. Yeah, he's just really. a guy.
3: He's, he's a just guy another guy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, last week, Adam, on the show, I'm not sure if you caught any of it, but uh, somehow people were talking, we were talking about potato chips and different things, and people in the chat started mentioning uh, doing a, a chip draft, uh, a okay. chip draft. And uh, there were some controversies there. Like I, I picked something with corn, you know, I did. It, my first pick was terrible. People said it was a place where Pringles weren't tr- chips, but Doritos were. It, there were very, it was on the fly. Like we
0: interesting. We got okay. caught
1: on the fly. My my question to you is, do you have an all time favorite
0: chip? Uh See, now I'm concerned about what the definition of chips are because I'm not ready to get yelled at tonight. Well, <laughs> um, we went ahead with would, corn would, would, say, would work as well. I would say that uh, my favorite overall for my entire lifetime chip-type product would probably be Cheetos.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, chip-type, but my favorite mm-hmm. potato chip is a Ruffles uh, – ridged Ruffles. Traditional. That, that, that was some French onion dip. Well, that is yeah. the original. The original, although sour cream and onion right up there as well. Um, I, yeah, the, the ruffles, I'm just a ruffles ridges guy. Those, those ridges hold so much dip. I, you know, this could be a commercial right now. Like, uh, you know, ooh, deep ridges. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I'm, 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 a, I'm a simple guy always when it comes to pretty much everything. So throw some ruffles in front of me. I'm a happy dude. Yeah, and, of course, Jay, you're going to yell at me no matter what. <laughs> I get it.
1: Last week, there's Jay in the Twitch. He's down in Charlotte. Uh, I get it. Uh, last week, I had brought up the sour cream and cheddar ruffle in mine. But then I was at the store doing actually some chip shopping. I ended up going with Kettle Original and Kettle Salt and Vinegar. Very good. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I saw the sour cream and cheddar uh, ruffle, and I wasn't it, – it, it didn't do anything for me. Gross. I walked past. I okay, didn't it. go for it.
2: It tastes like wet sock smell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. you just you can dip That's it fair. into the That's sour. Fair. That's fair. That's fair enough. I think those were uh oh, uh oh, Jesus. I think your picks were just fine. And I think they were wonderful. Oh. Wilson's behind me on the sour cream and cheddar ruffles, but sorry, I saw him. Uh oh. The CJ has one that wasn't brought up. Vintner's hot crunchy Vintner. curls.
0: All right. I'll give him a go. That's like a that's like a deep cut, you know, and you're sitting around, you're talking about, like, old music, and it's like, oh, you remember this song that, like, Vintners is a deep cut where you're never not happy to hear about it because it's like, oh, yeah, back in the day, like, get a hot dog and a bag of Vintners with an RC, uh, oh, yeah. you know, down down the street. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, I like this from Peoria Fior- Matt down there. Don't torch me on this, but I bought a bag of horseradish steak chips, and they weren't bad. All right. I like not bad on something like that.
2: I could see them being good in like a small dose. Here's you know it's fun in Japan, go, going to Japan and going oh. to the chip aisle because everything, all the all the all the chips are crabfish and like you know uh, salmon chips and.
1: Wow, that's great. Here's something, a, a quick snippet on being a parent when it comes to chip chips. So my my daughter hasn't noticed the difference in the bags yet. So if I have Cheetos on me, uh, she'll come and ask. Are those the spicy ones? And if I want to eat all of them, you're sure as shit are they are the spicy ones, whether they are or not. That's there's your dad tip of the night for any any dads out there
2: that's, if you're on
0: our. That's quality. Players. That's quality.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah, these are the spicy ones. Um,
2: we just found out Charlotte J actually started the coronavirus. Uh, he bought some hot dog flavored chips and dipped them in ketchup,
1: and geez. next thing you know,
2: <laughs> Corona. <laughs>
1: Breaking news! Oh man, that's it. Now we
0: it. know. Now we know. Yeah, we do. Oh, that's great. Oh, Adam, Mark, why those kids are going to lose some of the positivity,
1: dude.
3: Wait, why?
1: Why do I lose them there for for high You're people? lying to the kids. That's
3: not lying.
1: It's not lying. I mean, it's lying, but I mean, it's it's how it has to be. Mark um,
0: is just ensuring that he is not allowing his child to have unhealthy snacks to it. provide for the most healthy future possible
1: although some days when i'm able to go pick hazel up from school i'll bring a bag of cheetos with and i mean you just got to plan for the way home that that's going to be all over like it's it's done it, it the cheetos get on the hands then they get it, it's it's everywhere and it, it, it's great i'll do that once in a while but
3: other times yeah
1: those are those are my cheetos today it just happens. If
0: there's a place to shed cheeto dust it's outside so
1: yeah absolutely. well played well played absolutely adam Thank you for joining us. Al, do you have any any last draft thing that you wanted to catch here?
2: Sure. Last point, what do you you think? Uh, I loved it, personally. Uh, All the quarterbacks just falling, just dropping, free fall of quarterbacks. It was fun to watch.
0: I think that this year was probably a best-case scenario for those quarterbacks because – for traditionally teams have reached for need at the quarterback position and it's created unrealistic expectations for some of these guys who just aren't ready. Um, I think, you know, a lot of these guys going in the second, it's going to allow a little bit more patience, um, whether it's from the front office or the fan base, not that the fan base's opinions really matter in an instance like that, but it's going to afford them a little bit more time, a little bit more leash, I think to understand that, Hey, I was a tenth pick in the second round, not the first round give me some time to develop. Um, You know, some of those guys, if Desmond Ritter goes top 10, you're expecting Desmond Ritter to be a knockdown drag out quarterback from day one. Um, You know, you, you want a guy who can start, who's ready. That's that might not be the case. So I like seeing them fall for the purpose of I'm you know tired of it being all quarterback all the time. And I like seeing it fall from the the sense of it's really going to benefit these guys in the long run, because I think it helps take some of the pressure off of guys who might not be ready for that pressure from day one.
3: Awesome.
2: That's a hell of a take. I, I never really consider the expectation uh, factor, if, which which does make a lot of sense. You know, when you quarterback, you get them in the second or third round. You know, there's not the hope that oh my god, we just put all this capital into a, a top ten pick.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I like that point a lot.
3: Yeah, Stuff. yeah. It,
0: it, I think it just it 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 loosens things up for them a little bit, and I think that goes a long way for for people who already know that their their backs are a little bit against the wall, as opposed to being you know a, a consensus number one quarterback pick.
1: Yeah, uh, Adam, uh, you have some, uh, you just got a, a pretty solid softball announcing gig, right?
0: Yes, sir. So I uh, am officially taking over the Forest Park No Glove Nationals, the 54th annual this year. Uh, so I will be broadcasting every single game on field one. Um, that will be about two dozen games from thir- uh, two play play-in games Tuesday night in July, the last week in July, and then Thursday through Sunday. Uh, the last full week in July, I will be doing twenty some softball games on uh, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. So I'll have some links over on my Twitter. You can definitely check them out uh, down good. in July. But it's going to be an exciting time. It's a it's a great time. Sixteen inch softball in Forest Park uh, it doesn't get any I, better than that. The
1: name, the No Glove Nationals, sounds. I, I, I like the name of that. It, it's pretty awesome. Congrats on getting that gig. Uh, you can find. I Adam. feel like I'm
2: talking. Oh, I ahead. feel like I'm talking to a young Les Grobstein. I, I feel like it's the origin story.
1: uh Oh. Overnight, hey, man. Could you imagine an overnight? I couldn't. I couldn't do overnights. It's insane. Uh, Adam Cumby, thank you so much for joining us uh, hey, again tonight. This has been excellent. I really appreciate it. You can find him at the dude thirteen twenty one on uh, on Twitter. Thank you so much tonight, sir.
0: Yeah, thank you guys for having me, and little self-plug, uh, stay tuned tomorrow about 3 p.m. Central time on my Twitter. there will be a big announcement coming up for some other exciting stuff. So Hell
1: yes. Awesome.
0: Thank you for throwing that one in there. Tomorrow, 3 p.m.,
1: uh, I will try to be around on Twitter. Uh, there he is. I will, uh, I will check it out when I wake up. Adam, thank I you so it. much Bye. for watching, Yep, or for joining. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys in the Twitch chat and in all of the chats who are here with us tonight. Uh, We are here. I just spilled some shit on the air. Matt, Malik
2: Willis falling as far as he did uh, was really interesting. I mean, this guy is best compared to Michael Vick. Uh, You know, they they say he's the closest player as far as running quarterback since Michael Vick. And uh, the fact that he fell so hard, which is probably about the appropriate – he probably got drafted at his appropriate spot. But the fact that you know he was taken at the eighty sixth pick when he was projected possibly in the first round or in definitely the second round was pretty interesting. So.
1: And that's that's uh, Malik Willis. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now backing up Tannehill, I mean, he's going to have where, time to grow.
1: Where was he supposed to be? Wait, I Willis.
2: Thought... Yeah. I mean, he was the number one projected quarterback on the board from uh, Liberty. You know, as far as Pro Football Focus, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's backing up uh, Tannehill now. Okay.
2: All right. I mean, he was graded as a third-round pick. But the fact that, you know, he was the number one quarterback on the board, you know, it felt like he – I mean, he was going to get drafted higher than than he did. Uh, But that's going to be a fun career to watch, see what happens there. Um, Sure. Yeah, I think the Titans got a steal.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Peoria, Matt said that he thought that Seattle would have, would have grabbed him, huh?
2: Would have made sense. You know, yeah, they, they need, they need something. Um, that would have been a nice spark, but, uh, yeah, no, just kept falling.
3: Yeah. That's wild. Jesus.
2: You're wild.
3: Huh?
1: Um,
2: so I just finished the Sopranos.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, I think this is
2: my, maybe my fourth watch through of the full series, and I afterwards I started up the Sopranos uh, podcast, the uh Sopranos Talk,
1: you know, with uh I was trying to listen to that while I was watching the show for the first time, but I was getting yeah. concerned about spoilers, so I held off. Um it's with uh Christopher and uh and the other guy. Uh, Bobby. Michael uh, Perry alone and Bobby, Michael, yeah, you know. And,
2: and the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Bacala. Um man, it's hard to listen to. It it is Bacala just interrupts every two seconds, and, like, you know, uh, uh, Christopher will start getting into stories. And then the, the confusing thing is the names. Like, they'll talk about the actors, right? And yeah. then they'll talk about the characters. So they'll be like, oh, Tony well, Tony was great in this scene. And you're like, oh, Tony, Tony Soprano. And it's like, no, they're talking about, you know, uh, a guy named Tony, who's the actor's name is Tony, and then when they refer to James Gandolfini, because they're hey, friends Jim. with him, they they they, they 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 fucking refer to him as Jim. And I'm like, who's Jim? You know, I get so confused. Uh, Steve Sharippa is a fucking blowhard. Ruined the podcast. Peoria and Matt spot on there. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm three episodes in, and and, and Sharippa just will not shut his fucking mouth. Yeah. You know, Christopher will be telling a good story, and he'll interrupt it. They have nothing
1: to add. So. <laughs> Remind me, uh, they started during the pandemic, if I recall. The first episode, yeah, 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 weren't yeah, they both like?
2: Chrissy's like, oh, yeah, things are tough. You know, my uncle just died. And, yeah, it's so know, wild.
1: I, yes, it's so weird to listen to something that started then now. Um, yeah. uh, I remember Yeah, that first episode was rough. I'm like, eh, let's see if these guys can get better. Like, I wonder if like, by the 40th episode, because they've got 91 of these things out yeah. now. Like, enough people are listening to it that they're still going. They're making at least some scratch on it. No oh, shit. No. What? You <laughs> Do you your impact
2: it? doesn't know really gets worse. <laughs> yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm Mark, kind of getting that vibe, too. Mark, your optimism Damn is it.
1: fucking out the door, buddy. <laughs>
3: oh, I was funny. thinking
2: the same thing you were. I'm like, you know, it's early in the pandemic. They had guests lined sure. up that they're not having they, because they, they mentioned Edie Belko was supposed to be on episode three. And now she's not gonna be on.
1: Oh, wow. What is she, did she catch it? I don't know. That's so wild. Uh, Peoria uh Peoria and Matt saying that is great. Um when I watched the show, finishing it up uh at the end there like I started in twenty eighteen, finished it in what, twenty 2020, twenty,
2: twenty twenty one. Yeah, you practically watched it in real time. By the time I, I had already I mean?
1: heard No, I didn't practically watch it in real time. The show ran for like like the show the six seasons. It took them like nine years to run it, Al. I finished it it like two
2: weeks, the whole series.
1: Oh Jesus, that's crazy.
2: Now I'm Uh, gonna get jumping on Better Call Saul and maybe Tokyo Vice.
1: All right, wait, are you just starting that for the first time? What Better Call Saul?
2: I think I'm like two seasons in. Okay, I don't remember anything. All right, get
1: get jumpstart back and roll after that because. I've been watching I, – I need to catch, need to catch uh, last night's episode still, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm in. The first two episodes aired on the same night of, the, of this final season now that it's in, and uh, yeah, it, it set up, and here we go. No, more spoil, no spoilers on it, but it's good setup, and I'm ready to roll with that. I've got stuck on this Apple TV show because uh, I picked up a, a Mac, and I get Apple TV for a couple months free, and there was one that was filming last year around Chicago. And it stars Elizabeth Moss, and it's um, – I didn't know who Elizabeth Moss was, to be honest. And uh, produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. I had knew that it was a time-traveling thing. I had seen a scene being filmed out by the Adler Planetarium when I was leading a tour out there, and uh, everybody had umbrellas on. It was weird. It was sunny outside, but everybody had umbrellas out. Um, that scene showed up at the end of the first episode, and now I'm like yeah. three episodes in. It's a – I don't know, kind of time travel-ish is the uh, is the story. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, somebody's here. It says says, uh, Tokyo Vice was great, Al. Just finished it.
2: That's right here. Everyone's telling me I, I'm going to love that show. What's so. Tokyo uh, Vice? Uh, it's like a journalist who goes to Tokyo and, uh, like, uh, uncovers some happenings with Yakuza and, uh, you know, gets drawn into, like, uh, the mob there. So, um that's what I know. That's what I heard some how somebody described it to me. Uh I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I, I haven't watched a single episode yet.
1: But, HBO you know. Max, that's awesome. You still got it,
2: my uh
1: Yeah. You still got the Max or
2: I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Patrick talked it up to me. Uh oh, so it was he's one got of the it. people who talked it up to me, so I assume I have access I to it. Around there.
1: Oh I started the movie, Al. Ten minutes in. Batman. Huh? Oh, the movie, yeah, the movie with the hard. the guy that we Yeah, knew. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes. Yeah. I I, yeah. I said I'd go back. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I I I lasted maybe twenty, twenty five. It's really When
1: somebody you know rough. makes a movie – I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So the
1: <laughs> what?
2: Well no one knows what we're talking about, you know, so sure, you know. yeah. A buddy of ours made a movie, like a from feature film, day. like yeah. wrote it, directed it. And, you know, it's got big stars in it and yeah. he, uh, he releases the movie. And, you know, it's interesting as somebody who knows the guy, um, you know, I have a great relationship with him. He, he was an acquaintance. Clark actually had a little more of a relationship. Um, but you know the dude. So you're like, oh, man, I get to go inside his head and see, well, you know, he, he wrote this movie, he directed it and it, it is bad. It's bad. Like ten minutes in you're like, ooh. And then if you go on the internet, you read the reviews of it, it's not like a jealousy thing. It's like
1: people right.
2: like the Ebert website, like, how is this movie made? Yeah. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, good for him on make, like getting that done, being able to do all that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and
2: then I had another friend, and so I don't ahead. know, maybe I'm the asshole here. You, you, this is Judge Clark. I need, I need your ruling.
1: Oh boy, he goes, you know uh, I'm not a man of opinions out. here. Like I have trouble having an opinion on things. Go yeah, ahead. You
2: do. Uh, you're the worst uh, judge ever. A
1: bunch of tea. so, You teasing him? What? Come on.
2: Somebody, go, the, a friend of mine posts on Facebook. They're going in the hospital, and he goes in the hospital, and it turns out he's backed up, and he, you know, he's got some issues with the colon. And you know, yeah. he, and there's daily posts
1: about about his A his, concern for a concern for a lot of us getting our age, you know? Like that's a concern. So I posted something like, Well, that was a shit that's a shitty situation
2: you're in. And nothing. You know, no like or nothing. Cricket. Somebody posted under it a meme of somebody going too soon and he liked that picture.
1: Uh oh. Uh-oh. Huh.
2: Now, I just felt like an asshole. But I feel like, you know, as the days progressed, there were more and more people making jokes about it. So, I don't know, man. I think I got a justly uh, shame there.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know the ruling there. Like, do you think that's shame, or do you think that was just... Oh,
2: you know what? Next week, we should have a Best Worst Movie Draft.
1: Okay. Next week is the the Best Worst Movie Draft. I don't want to see any I don't want to see any um any suggestions here yet yeah oh, all right no, it's a little late for that. don't. you don't know, you know want
2: right? to hear about like Dr. Detroit. I mean, I think Dr. Detroit, you know uh, it was probably uh, high on the list. Um, you know uh,
1: Speaking of movies. if anybody ever wants to see a movie where I have two lines in it, go find motivational growth, motivational growth. I play uh like an eighties cop in it. Three lines, three different scenes. There you go. I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. Just going to leave it there.
2: Well, if you ever want to, if you ever want to hear my voice on the TV, uh, you know you got to go back to television footage from about '92 and find uh, Indiana's largest boot store, Boot City, when I was the voice of Boot City.
1: That's great. You were the voice of Boot City. Is it Was that in Terre Haute?
2: Yeah, fuck yeah, man.
1: Boot City in Terre Haute. That'll do. Man, I wish that we would have known each other then so I could at least go – gone and visited you while you were in Paris, Illinois to yeah. see the place. I want to start Yellowstone, Al. I haven't started Yellowstone. I hear a lot of great things. Am I wrong? Have you heard of it?
2: I've heard of it. It seems like a lot to chew. You know, I like I have all the time in the world, but yet, uh, like I lose such focus watching television. Uh, It's something I really have to focus on. Like I got to put the phone down, and I have to just stare at the TV and watch. And I just like my attention span is like, well, I should be playing a video game, right? I should I should be on my laptop looking at numbers and doing research on something. So, and you know, Wilson here says uh, you may have to wait to uh, to winter. You know, there are some shows that are better to be viewed in the wintertime. Like, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but every time I want to watch it, it's the middle of summer, and I'm like, no, I want to watch this in the winter. Okay. And then the
1: winter comes. So you haven't started it yet. Yeah, I feel like that one, you've got to start in a blizzard, like when when work's been shut down. The biggest blizzard, you know, of the whatever years. It's crazy.
2: Maybe we'll get another one of these pandemics. Yeah. Give us a couple months off.
1: I mean – the pandemic's a great time to watch shows. Getting COVID when you're trying to stay away from your family is a great time to watch shows. Remember, I caught up on uh, that, that new Dexter season that came out. I, I started a show called Yellow Jackets. That one I let myself get too into, and I, I thought maybe my wife would like it. Sometimes there are shows that are too harsh. Is that the right word? Like, like Breaking Bad might have been a bit harsh for her, like some of the death scenes and whatnot. Uh, so I was a little concerned, but we were in. Hook, line, and sinker. Yellow Jackets. Give it a shot. Uh-oh. There it is. Jay's bringing up one that hits me right in the fields. I will watch Blippy and you will all watch other stuff. Yeah. Having kids.
2: What is this Blippy? Bli- I hear all about this Blippy. Oh, what, what is
1: is You've got it. you got
2: Obviously a kid's show.
1: Yeah. Yep. Hang on. I will just, uh, I'm going to bring up a... Is
2: Blippy a dude or?
1: Hang on. I'm going to... Put it on the darn screen for you, my friend. How I see Bli-
2: blippies coming in the rows. This asshole?
1: Holy yeah, but but man. that's not the guy who will be there. There's a big controversy because it's all uh, it's all show. Oh. So uh, yeah, the because fake yeah, all the parents were like, "It's fake." This is gonna be fun. Al, wow. This guy. Oh, thank God I don't have kids. Should tell you about him. He was, uh, you know, struggling filmmaker in los angeles went and stayed with his sister who had a kid for you know months i think you know this was way well before the pandemic and he's like i got it i'm gonna make stuff that and i'm i'm having fun playing with this kid i'm gonna make a character that's gonna do this and this dude's worth millions i i, I don't even i mean I, you can find what he's worth but but this is him that's that's his yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the shitty thing. Like, having having gone through the second like, we could have – this could easily have been anyway. Whoa, like, look
2: at all these colorful balls. Yes. Whoa. That's it. it
1: and he's, it's not that good, but it doesn't have to be. My kids are enthralled with it. Like, they were. They've, I think they've outgrown it.
2: Why but, don't you make your kids watch, like, Three's Company
1: or something like that? Right, right, exactly. Um they're in. Uh, there was controversy about him, too, but the video has been scrubbed from the Internet. Apparently, some of the videos he used to try to make were like shock videos, and and there's oh. one of uh, somebody defecating on somebody in it. Uh, Blippi, so, uh,
2: Blippi's got a little scat humor in his past. Yeah, huh? but
1: you can't find that anywhere. You can't find that anywhere. The man, yeah, Do he... you
2: remember do you remember it was a big controversy when the Blues Clues guy uh, hmm. left the Blues Clues and then did a Law & Order?
1: Uh, somebody asked how many views this has. Holy shit, Al. This, the blipping video I had
3: on million. 23, 23
1: million, over 23 million on this one alone. Plus, now you can find it on Netflix. And it's everywhere. It's, it's all over the damn place. But, yeah. Um, go ahead. What were you saying?
3: I
2: don't know. I don't know it was, oh, the Blue's Clues guy. when He, got, he, went, he ended up on Law & Order. Steve uh, Oh
1: here's the thing On the reboot of that uh, Both of the older hosts Steve and uh, the other guy Have been joining the new host uh, We watch Blue's Clues a little bit around here
2: Do, do you watch any Lamb Chop? Because Lamb Chop was really good
1: I, I don't do Lamb Chop Should I try to find it And throw yeah, it on throw for the kids? Yeah
2: throw some Lamb Chop on the YouTube The kids can learn some knock knock jokes
1: Yeah alright oh. I will um, Blippi's net worth According to the wealthy gorilla Is 40 million 40 million doing that Whew. It's so we simple Sometimes a, it's so fucking simple man
2: Well why don't we do a sports Themed kids show Like there's, that doesn't exist Kids like sports And we you know we go Well today we're going to explore Frisbee Look how fun it is Go deep, Clark!
3: Whoa!
1: Yeah, you trolled earlier in the Wordle group, didn't you? With the song that doesn't end. Um, Goes
2: on and on, my friend.
1: So, the streak was broken. Things happened. Rough day. Something happened. You didn't get the Wordle. And last week, you alluded that it, you may be done. For those of you out there, we have a Wordle group on Twitter. If anybody wants to join it, hit me up at Clark in Chicago.
2: That was his old videos, the Blippi's original videos. Can I credit
1: you with something in the Wordle group? And I yeah. correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris, uh, but you were the first one to really bring the the gifts in when you play your when you play when you show your hand how you did your results. You brought in the gift game in there and. Maybe others had done it sometimes, but I think I feel like you were very strong at it, and you had good ones that people liked. And now it's damn near every time.
2: Yeah, there's a gift. In I there. love the gifts.
3: Oh yeah, you He's... know
2: they, they they invoke another feeling to the story. Uh, they're fun.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I
1: I don't see where you go. I that's that's uh that's one of my go tos daily. I'll go play it if I haven't played it yet because I. I'm, I'm not wanting the spoilers so much. Not that they're spoilers, but sometimes I don't even want like to see how others did. Other times I want to see it, and then I feel challenged. Oh. I'm like, well, fuck! If Al got this one in three, I'm gonna
2: oh, get. I get, it I get mad when I see you, you you do better than me. I'm like, oh, <laughs>
1: Jesus! What is fucking Clark? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Is he cheating? Is he cheating? How's he cheating? What's he doing? What's he doing?
2: I feel like I feel like there may have been. Once or twice when you were on six, and you went and you cheated.
1: I'll tell you this. I, I don't cheat, and I would not have given out the easiest way to cheat and told everybody about it if I were into yeah, cheating. Yeah,
2: how did you – you knew got to look. You have these, schemes, you what do you the these schemes.
1: What do you mean these schemes? What do you mean know, these schemes? I don't know what you're you talking a about. You
2: got to ruse. I'll take it, more positivity <laughs> out of that. No,
1: don't, don't you dare take, take any positivity. What is the word? Don't no, no, don't do that. That's not that's not even fair. That's not Man, even you fair. You are
2: down you are down to the bare minimum, everybody. How
1: dare you accuse me me of cheating. How effin dare you? I have no idea what you mean. How I I hardly even know how to cheat.
2: I tell you what, it was really hard a couple weeks ago when uh you know, the word was flare. And I was like, well, if I post a Ric Flair GIF with it, right. you know, I think that might be too much. But I'm like, man, it's Flair. Flair is the word. I have to use a Ric Flair GIF. So I tried to use one that was a little, you know,
1: a little it would more, make you
2: think Ric Flair. A little
1: more obscure or no?
2: Yeah, what is this? Played for? You don't have a 100% win streak. <laughs> yeah. You I've, are cheating. Yeah, I've
1: got them all in one. That's the that's the cheat. That's the That's the one on the laptop. That's the one from the laptop. Fantastic. Like, there's nowhere to sign in. So if you play it on multiple devices, it just shows up, right?
2: Unbelievable.
1: But Al, I would have. I trust me. I'd have a much better record right now if I if I was cheating. Like, I trust have. Trust you. I have like how come you misses. use the
2: word trust you with, with this?
1: Wow. Yeah, he got one on one. Chris did. Uh sure. Put the down. But it was because I looked at the community. group first. But You're I owned a it. But I owned we it, he are said. You for he owned it. He owned it. He owned it. Charlotte Jay's done with the Wordle talk. He's saying that the baby has to go to, I'd use that excuse too. No, I'm sure. It's Oh, it's gotta be that time. Heck yeah. I love the Jay, thanks for joining tonight. It's great to great to Thank have you, you back in here. That's awesome. Thank you. Good to see you, buddy. Um uh, winning Wordle. Isn't as great as finding the right after Like it does matter like it really helps to find A good gift like if it takes you five When you know it should have taken you three There's a gift for that Absolutely uh oh (laughs) Yeah the second row but there's like nine possible. yeah that's a tough one Cloudy Cloud says fuck Wordle when you get four letters By the second row but there's like nine Possibilities I couldn't agree more
2: I've like twice In the last week I've had that where I've nailed, like, the four uh, – one time yes. I had the final four letters. All I needed was the first letter.
1: Yep, yep. Today's Today's got me because, the you know, I guessed one with missing the first letter, and I'm like, are you shitting today's me? Today's got me. No, like, today's. Like, I got it in five, four, I think, but I should have gotten it in three. Let me just take a look.
2: And I'm not going to say the who or the why or the what or any details – but how do you get to be a grammar Nazi? What do you mean? I saw you complaining about somebody's use of your and your.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I have an issue. How
2: do you get to be this grammar Nazi? I'm
1: not a grammar you. Nazi. I just said, I'm not. You are a grammar. You're pointing out something. Hang on. Uh... Hang on. Hang on. I pointed it out in the group. You had called me on this a long time ago. I no longer am the guy who says it in a comment. I'm done with that. I'm over it. I let it roll off off, the, off my back. But when yeah, I hear it regularly in my day, a, a, a dope. but now when I hear right, because I'm not going to call somebody out. But when I'm, when I'm telling people, friends in a group about it, that's me just un, like blowing off steam. I'm like, hey, I have to hear this. I have to see this all the time via text. And I'm not going to tell that person because I'm not that person anymore.
2: Uh-huh. This is how the whole Olin thing started, by the way. Uh-huh. Inside scoop here. Right. No. Um,
1: Al, how'd you lose uh-huh. your streak?
2: How did I lose my streak? Yeah. Um,
1: Do you remember the word?
2: Yeah. It was like a Saturday night and I shouldn't have been playing. Uh I just wanted to be done with it. Like, I'm like, Oh, I don't care. You know? And then, then, then it got to six and I cared and I'm like, all right, well, then you're in the, you're in the moral issue. If you cheat to save the streak or, or do you just accept it and being a man of principle integrity and uh, uh, an example for the youth of America uh, – forget the DraftKings stuff. I went ahead and uh, guessed, and I guessed raw.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I mean, you have to go for it, though, and it's there.
2: Yeah, but Fiori Matt, you could be a grammar snob because your grammar is probably fairly decent.
1: Wait, whoa, whoa, Clark whoa. Clark is
2: not – Clark is not like – he, he. this man is not – walking fucking poetry. Uh, you know? Here's,
1: here's, I, I got to tell you something. All
2: right. He so might, he's not even Royko.
1: I got a Mac and I'm like, okay, my texting is going to be, my, my texting's terrible. Autocorrect gets me. And it's like, will is not will. Will, I, I meant well. Why do you say will? I don't, I hardly use will at all. It's always well. So kiss my ass, autocorrect. So I'm like, cool. I have the computer now with, with, uh, with iMessage on it. Anybody who's on on the Apple, I can I can message with, and it's going to be perfect grammar. No, the autocorrect fucks me there too, Al. That's it. Yeah,
2: because you're relying on the autocorrect. You have a re- you 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 are reliant on these uh, things. You know, I write stories. You know, I write six, seven, ten pages of fiction a week,
1: mm-hmm. and uh,
2: uh, you know my grammar sucks. I'll admit it. But that's why I don't go around and criticizing other people.
1: I'm— I need you
2: guys I, You need a pal, vote Al We already got the slogan, we're ready to go By the way, I go to this now, Byron's y,
1: hot dogs Y-O-U-R doesn't bother you when they meant Y-O-U apostrophe R-E When they're two you know, completely I'm, different fucking words
2: if, if it's a formal If I'm reading a formal piece or a professional piece That somebody's being paid to write And there's an editor involved Yes, that would annoy me But if it's a text, if it's uh, just work, if it's casual, no, I'm an adult. My mind has the ability to process information to using uh, context clues to grasp the intent of the, the, the message. I don't need perfection. You know, I understand logic.
1: Sure, I know what I know what's meant, but I still see it, and it's why you got
2: to be a prick about it. But you got, you got a little. But you
1: have to know, you know what boops. it is. Like, how do you not know? Somebody's corrected you somewhere on it, right? Are you just like, no, fuck them? Don't, no. Don't correct me.
3: You're,
1: you're little Clark. You're slightly hard to understand. If maybe a slight no. slower pitch. Or a pitch yeah, higher.
3: High you, kind of cool. Cool,
1: Clark. Speaking of, there's a little Clark right there. He's He's right yeah. there. Hey, I'm, I'm a yep.
3: yep just, take a lot of over the of my
1: life. Just pouring the keg there little Clark. Yeah, your your voice is maybe higher, just slightly lower I mean, like in, maybe you could slow down. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're
2: talking about. No, I'm just telling. About.
1: What was the slogan that was banger that caught What was your slogan that you said there a second ago?
2: You need a pal vote out.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's an absolute thing. Um, Claude, Matt, here's your, your great point that autocorrect, Yuri Matt says autocorrect makes proofreading mandatory. Yeah, I agree with you. I obviously don't take the time to proofread. That's my biggest fucking downfall when it comes to when I write, grammar issues.
2: When I, what I have found for me, because you know I have a, a little bit of a learning disability with, when it comes to writing, when I, when, I, when I write something, when I write like seven, eight pages of a story, I use the speak option on Word to have the story read back to me, because I will... I will catch – I will generally catch the, the mistakes when I hear it and the phrasing
1: when something's you written. Know. Okay. I like that tip. How hard is it to have it read it back to you? You push a button. And you just press a button, and then it reads it?
2: Yeah. Like Microsoft Word has, like, dictation. You just hit the dictation button and it reads the story. You could choose a male voice or a female voice, you know, uh, depending what your preference um uh, uh, you know, robotic voices
1: are. <laughs> Little Clark had the cat running out of the room, by the way. Rygaard can't hear Little Clark probably, huh?
2: She's not listening to the radio.
1: She's, <laughs> she's not listening to the radio. No. No, she's not. Oh man. Um, I'm excited to talk with you about what we shall uh what we're gonna do for tickets at the uh at the show. Yeah. Um that's good. The uh the last time I was over there at CHGO I uh I shaved a man's mustache. That was uh that was the highlight of my night on air. The end of the season one of the hosts shaved his mustaches and his co host didn't wanna didn't wanna do it. Matt, my guy. He uh it his co host, uh Big Dave for the Bulls podcast over there. He uh he did. He did it. He started it, but he was very uncomfortable. He was concerned about shaving a mustache. He'd never done it, and I was like, "I've got this. That's cool." And uh, yeah, I'm
2: with I'm with, uh, wait, with Dave or whoever the hell didn't want to shave it. You don't know, shave somebody's. Yeah, oh, gross. Why yeah. couldn't the guy shave his own mustache? Huh? Why couldn't the guy shave his own mustache?
1: It was a it was a show thing. Like you like if if we if we had a bet like it's like wrestling. You would have. You would have a – you would have the thing where you would – there they are. There's Big Dave on the left. Not,
2: uh, a man does not let another man shave his mustache. You could get a trim, you know, unless it's a barber. You can go to the barber. That's fine. You can go to a professional. But, no, that's, that's not a thing. You know, gross. As a matter of fact, when I was in Japan and I was at Wrestle Kingdom, Minoru Suzuki lost a hair match where he – you know, his opponent was supposed to shave his hair after the match. He kicked the hell out of the guy who was supposed to shave his hair, sat down in the chair, and shaved his own head.
1: Oh, okay. See, in a lot of wrestling matches, traditionally hair versus hair matches, though, um, you see, like, uh, you'll see, like you see like the opponent shaves it off at the end.
2: Right, and that's what this guy tried to do to Suzuki, and Suzuki's like, no, get out of the ring. I lost the match. Uh, fine, I will cut my own hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah this is too much. So, yeah. on, he's got bags.
1: No, I mean, you don't want to leave mustache hair laying for the next guy coming up. You never know. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. That's uh, my first, like, on that side of the camera over there. I mean, I've thrown the camera on myself before here and there, but that's the first time I've done that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, I finished up for him. So, anyway, that was uh, that was the big news there at CHGO last week. Uh, that's, that was the night after our show. I worked Should've there. Choked I, him out, you know, and I did the, the I, I did I did the Blackhawk show, and uh, yeah.
2: That's what Brutus Beefcake used to do. You used to choke the guy out, and with, then he shaves his hair hole.
1: with the sleeper hole. With the Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So like uh, you
2: guys got some of that going on over there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the um, yeah, we'll see. I think I'm going to be back there on Friday. I get I get there about once a week these days when. When the uh, when the summer starts to slow down later at the Segway joint, I'll be over there a little bit more. I'm quite excited. Well, I mean, is there anything anything else left to say tonight?
2: This is CNN, the, the Clark News Network. Well, like I said, from this day forward, there shall never be
0: a Cracker Barrel summit with you. Hey.
2: You know what? I'm going to give you some positivity beads for uh...
3: the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Well,
1: thank you. Well, like I said, from this day forward,
2: there shall never be a Cracker Barrel Summit with you.
1: Chris is heading out. Have a good night. We're heading
2: out, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're there. Have a good night, my friend. Great doing a show. A big thank you to Adam Cumby.
2: Yes, for joining
1: you us. Him. That was awesome. That was great to have him on. Uh, Very
2: informed.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it quite a bit, so there you go.
2: Big announcement. 3 p.m. tomorrow. Check out his uh, oh, yeah. Twitter. See what's going on.
1: That sounds uh, awesome. I wonder I wonder if it's a new show.
2: Could be a new um, show. involved
3: in the, the I mean, he's, he's not joining us.
1: Maybe he's joining another media
3: outlet out there. Maybe found uh, a Ramsey murderer.
1: I don't know. Uh-oh, Cup fan? I, I don't know. Al, you like this? start cup fan on cup fan. and fight in the bleachers.
2: Well, violent, dangerous sport. Fans get hit with balls all the time put people <laughs> on stretchers. It's a city in the baseball game. Get out
1: Baseball terrible. We should ban it. But i president. There's going to be a national ban on baseball. We're going to pick up the record. Y'all, thank you so much for watching tonight. Thank you to the Walk Talk listeners and
3: everybody grabbing a 30-second podcast later. Um, and of course, those watching on the streaming site. Facebook. Twitter. Thank you, for and Twitter. And uh, yeah I'll,